boards where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this week? I'm fabulous. Keeping it clean every fucking week. And we do it without Fabuloso. Amazing. You know why? Because yeah. fuck them. Because there's other soap. <laughs> Now, I will say they are a phenomenal grade for when you're in kitchens and such. But yeah, but far... can you use them on laundry? What was that ad we saw the other day oh where God. it was like, <laughs> Just you like... do this on your dishes or your laundry. <laughs> They're like rubbing it on the dog's face. <laughs> you, you can actually use it when you shave. Yeah. You, it'll, you can use it as a colonic. <laughs> it's hydrating for your skin. You can drink it. Tight butthole. <laughs> It actually makes a fabulous scented lubricant. There you go. Fabuloso could never. <laughs> Anyways, getting into it, much like any kind of story about revenge like we just got on yep. these fuck bags, we watched Mandy this week. So this was one of those movies where like I was just so not ready for Talk it. Talk about like, your first experience with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we like... Like, we, I guess before even first impressions, just like tell them what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I felt bad because like notably like this movie is pretty good and I fell asleep like twice for like <laughs> in five minute increments. I feel like I missed like important shit too like both times. Like, because we had just gotten off our recording with Mark Cantu, yeah. which if you haven't listened to that episode yet... And more importantly, if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon to li- an exclusive look at Wolf Hollow, right. it's fucking good. The stuff that we put on our social, that was just the tip of the iceberg. Scratching and guess what? The That's the free episode. So, like, you can imagine how fucking tired we were after doing this for four hours. And then we were like, yeah, we'll watch a two-hour movie <laughs> and do another podcast. That is, like, almost <laughs> silent the whole time. There's hardly any dialogue. It moves super slow. It's visually stunning and all these things that would lull you into a state of comfort. <laughs> and boy, did John get comfortable during Oh, this. I got so, comfy yeah. real quick. I was also pretty drunk by that Yeah, we too. were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a really good day. But the point is, is, like, this review is we're sort of experimenting with the let's do the episode after <laughs> we watch the movie like a couple days maybe a week after (laughs) so we're gonna see how this goes i'm between 24 and 130 (laughs) hours between watching this movie but yeah man why don't you go ahead and give us our itinerary for this so this one came out in 2018 which shocked me like you said 2020 earlier Mm. i was like i thought it was 2020 as well but i guess not it's all good five years ago just feels weird for this movie directed by uh panos cosmatos he also wrote the story the other writers that came on board with that one aaron stewart on and casper kelly uh top six or seven here we've got nicholas cage as red miller andrea riseborough as mandy bloom linus roach as jeremiah sand jeremiah (laughs) Leave it in. (laughs) Jer Bear. (laughs) Ned Dennehy as Brother Swan. Owen Fuera as uh, Mother Marlene. (laughs) All right, that one's an easy one. I'm sorry. (laughs) So what it does on IMDb, for like those of you who don't know this, is I can't see very well. So I have to use a contact (laughs) lens to be able to see. And what IMDb does is put the smallest text you can possibly put on a web page in gray against the white background. I's and L's, hard to tell apart. Sorry. (laughs) Mother Marlene and Richard Brank as the chemist. We'll go ahead and throw Bill Duke in there as well. Because he's in a bunch of shit. Yeah, Bill Duke has a pretty pretty prolific acting career. And speaking of which, uh, Nicolas Cage, like... Yeah. So, I I know you're not a community fan, but there is an episode that's completely dedicated to Nicolas Cage. And it's, is Nicolas Cage good or bad? Right. And that's the whole premise. And he's like, well, 
in this movie, and he's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Is Nicolas Cage yeah. good or bad? And the person who's like heavy on the spectrum yeah. is like the cinephile, naturally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Danny Pudi just kind of has like a fucking meltdown over the episode. They sure. come into his room and it's just like plastered with everything from like Con Air to Wicker Man oh, to yeah. fucking... <laughs> What do you think? Is Nicolas Cage good or bad? Let's go ahead and have this conversation. <laughs> I, th- I think that Nicolas Cage is... Fuck. <laughs> I know. I'll start. I'll go. I think Nicolas Cage is extraordinary. I think I he's. That I think he is so fucking good at acting that he is <laughs> acting in a way that is trolling the people that gave him this role for this part in a way he's making fun of their writing, what they want him to do. You know, it's like, it's like quite meta the way that Nicolas Cage, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he in is the, the metaverse. Nick, yeah. Nick Cage is in that man myth legend territory for me. I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, and here's my thing is like, I think Con Air is an amazing movie, and I don't even know that Nicolas Cage is very good at it. Like, yeah. And then you have fucking Ghost Rider, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like, Johnny Blaze is a cool character. Right. And, like, there there are two Nicolas... Actually, there are three Nicolas Cage movies that I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and say that I really enjoy. National Treasure. National that- Treasure 2. <laughs> Book of Secrets. <laughs> No, top top of the list is definitely Face Off. Mm-hmm. Face Off, was, <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> Face Off was my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> National that had Treasure in it too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. That, that's like that's what I'm talking about. It like was, that's. <laughs> it was Nicolas Cage acting like John Travolta with Nicolas Cage's face on. So that's what I'm saying, man. And that's like Mike Tyson and Joe Frazier, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the third was definitely Wicker Man. Yeah. But mostly because that was a great movie. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, for my, like, okay, like, let me, let me we'll just break it down here. Long, kind of sloggy, draggy movie that's kind of art house vibes, but it's also, yeah. like, 60s, and it's also, like, mid-80s at the same time. Yeah. There's a lot of LSD, and Nicolas Cage is the star. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen this film, what you're perceiving right now is exactly how this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> Think, like... Suspiria mm-hmm. in the eighties, and there's no witchcraft because right. like because <laughs> <Right. laughs> the the lighting and the cinematography yeah. and like because there was a point where like I was watching this movie and it had a lot of those like glow up scenes mm-hmm. where it was just like now we're turning ambient red and it's just like you hear that horn <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean i thought this movie was a lot of fun i thought it had a lot of like charm to it as far as like how they were kind of again perceiving the lighting and giving it that 80s vibe that light synth through a lot of it was like you know it it gave off a lot of stranger things vibes honestly like if you know stranger things used light more Mm -hmm. that wasn't just (laughs) the upside down right And, like, you know, have the Crimson Hawkins or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, no, I, I thought it was fun. I also like cults a lot. I think they kind of, like, portray... Just like, as a trope. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I think cults are a lot of fun. I don't recommend joining them, because, like, cool. people get weird and sexual, and it's like people start having sex with goats and shit, and that's right. kind of where I'm, like... Yeah. I really, really was hoping it was just a furry brigade, but that's a goat. <laughs> I was stuck on pigs for a while, but I'm hearing some good things from the goat fuckers. <laughs> Antrim. That'll be our next True. episode. Yeah, there you go. 
I'm kidding. We're never going to review that fucking fuck movie. That movie. Unless you pay That's us. my review for that movie is fuck that movie. Yeah, it's, it's between like that and Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter mm. or the two that like I just couldn't even believe. Do you remember that scene in Bugs Life where like the, the warrior bugs, like the circus bugs are there and they're watching the fucking like play and it takes so long that half of them are sleeping <laughs> and they're just still staring at it and they're like drooling. That's kind of what it was like watching Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. And I die! <laughs> Ah! <laughs> and the ant like kills itself. <laughs> right. um, what about you? What was your first impression? Okay, of this? so because this was your pick, this was my pick. This was um, this goes back. Uh, shout out JT, uh, the apartment days with my boy, who is also a filmmaker. We were on illicit substances when we watched this for the Sick. first time, <laughs> and so this was an experience for me. And so, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm glad you still had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> But part of me wants to like, I don't know if I'll get in legal trouble for this or not. I want to recommend (laughs) and you'll have a better time. (laughs) Yeah, because it, I mean, I think shit like this is kind of, it's the same reason I love Suspiria so much, right? Mm -hmm. Like things like that where it's really cerebral and you're feeling most of it without it being given to you. And Mm -hmm. that from an entertainment standpoint is really cool to me because it lets me be in my head for Mm -hmm. a little while and think about what this means, what it could mean. I can like, you know, it's not just scene, 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 telling me information, information, right? So there's a place for stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I just... It's one that I've come back to. I mean, this is probably my fourth or fifth time seeing this, oh, okay. and I still have a good time with it. So yeah. yeah. Um, well, getting into the movie, yeah. uh, we start off with uh, Nicolas Cage lumberjacking off. He's a lumberjack, um, and he's okay. And it's it was weird to me because like the, it, with this opening scene when I was watching it this morning, all I could think to myself is. Oh, so he's, like, a bad person, because he's, like, a deforester. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's actively, like, they show, like, the scape that they're mm-hmm. cutting down, and they are cutting down an industrial mm-hmm. amount of fucking trees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why, Cage? Why? Westward expansion. <laughs> it's the 80s! Where are we expanding? <laughs> expansion. It was really so that Dunder Mifflin could get off its feet in the 80s. There you go, yeah. <laughs> the paper person's paper people. Ew. <laughs> Everyone's like, John, why don't you watch The Office? That's why. It's mostly because I hate Steve Carell. And I hate deforestation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you sell paper, you asshole. (laughs) Staples does that. That's the whole joke. (laughs) Their biggest competitor is Staples in the show, and they bring it up like 30 times. So it turns out I could have read The Office. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you could have. It's just Mindy Kaling, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that as a diss or anything, but I kind of do. <laughs> you know what I'm mean? like? It, the, yeah, let's talk about The Office in this review for me. <laughs> it was just one of those right place, right time shows. And I've gone back and watched it in my like later years. And it's like, man, it was so much better the first time through when I was like 20 <laughs> or 18, you know? Yeah, and well, I have nothing to contribute. Cool. I don't know why yeah. I say yeah because I didn't watch The Office. But you're trying I, to you're trying to make me feel valid for my opinion, and I appreciate that. That's weird because I don't typically do that. Uh, not not for you, but like really for anybody. That's true. <laughs> uh, so we're hop. He's like sawing through one of these trees, and I guess it's like break time, but they take breaks with their helicopters. <laughs> <They> all- <laughs> Which we don't even hear, right? Because there's like that 80s synth music mm-hmm. that's going on, so we don't even get the like... Right. And he's just like... I can't imagine anything more less relaxing. Yeah, right. 
I mean, he was pretty gruff. Yeah. Like, maybe his vibe was like helicopters and like Ted Nugent, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> he probably said shit like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence with these people that he worked with. <laughs> well, he gets on the, the helicopter and his uh, co-workers sort of like hand him beers and he's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm straight edge. And I just don't understand <laughs> why that was even in the movie. Right. <laughs> Because the next scene is like him in his truck, I guess, driving home because they couldn't just drop him mm-hmm. off at Crystal Lake. And that was something that kind of fucked me up is the yeah, fact that they live in Crystal, Crystal Lake. Lake. <laughs> Welcome to Crystal Lake I, where I nothing do remember, bad happens. Right. I do remember <laughs> watching this with you and you literally were like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. Yeah. They fucking did it. <laughs> Yeah, and so we meet Nick Cage. We also meet Mandy, our titular character. And what I would like to say is on the sorry, I mean to cut no, you you're off, good. but they didn't tell us yet what time period we were in. Oh yeah, until after the driving scene. Mm-hmm. And what I picked up on was it was Reagan on the radio. Right. I was like, is yeah. that fucking Reagan talking? Uh-huh. <laughs> then it was like. 1983. I was like, oh, that's Reagan. That's Reagan talking. Yeah. <laughs> Selling crack. <laughs> Drugs have never been more and less legal at the same time. Yeah. That was that good government joke. <laughs> Quaaludes were still a thing. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> People were talking about like like Keith Moon just going to a show and popping yeah. like four Quaaludes and drinking half a bottle of Jack. And I was like, how are you the best drummer on earth? Mm. Yeah, so Mandy is a, an artist, a painter, mm. if you will, right? She spends most of her day reading fantasy novels right mm-hmm. and so this is kind of your house cat pseudo hippie artist vibe and that mm-hmm. kind of thing you know you can tell by their conversations too because we get again like we're talking about this movie and there are scenes that are happening that are like four and five and six and seven minutes long mm-hmm. and they have like seven lines of dialogue it's changing with 45 second pauses in between <laughs> and stuff like that so that's kind of what my thing is when i'm talking about how it needs to be you need to be like you have to buy into this a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, one of there's that one of the conversations that they have her and uh, Red Nicholas Cage's character is about what's your favorite planet? You know, <laughs> Jupiter, definitely <Yeah>. Jupiter. <laughs> Why is it Jupiter? <laughs> because it has a giant hurricane that's four times the size of the Earth that could suck the Earth into it whole. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool, Mandy. <laughs> What's your favorite planet, Red? I hate heterosexuals. <laughs> he goes, I like Galactus. Because <laughs> I'd suck that Jupiter up. My planet eats your planet. <laughs> I think he said Saturn or something stupid Yeah, he said like Saturn, yeah. Talking about the rings and shit. And she's like, oh, Saturn's dope, yeah. Because I want to put a ring on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This this is the part for me too where like my like shitty notes are gonna get me in trouble. Because <laughs> I don't know what fire lake scene or forest scene or baby deer means. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I know what the fire lake scene is. So the fire lake scene will happen here in a minute because mm-hmm. we wake up the next day. No, the fire lake scene happens first. So the fire lake is Nick Cage is like making a fire outside. We like look over and there's like the first like creepy shot. That we get, because it's Mandy, and her eyes are just barely above the water, Mm -hmm. and she, like, slowly starts walking Mm -hmm. out, totally naked, which I get. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else other than the Voorhees across Crystal Lake that would, like, you know, Mm -hmm. see you naked, so. (laughs) Well, Jason's in there somewhere. (laughs) 
Titties. <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> I think if this was a crossover, it would have been a better movie. <coughs> I think Nicolas Cage solos Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. We'll go with maybe. <laughs> maybe. In this movie, this version maybe. of Nick Cage, yeah, maybe yeah. Ghost Rider Nick Cage. Oh, Ghost Rider Nick Cage wins. He just bring, he just literally ties up Jason and brings him to hell. Right. <laughs> with my spirit of vengeance. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. That's what the forest scene was. Is like again, all of this is just shot after shot after shot of. So you're talking about the dream sequence. These people existing and mandy is now walking through the woods and it's like the sun is peeking through the canopy and everything and she comes across this like dead baby deer (laughs) that she heard screaming right that must be (laughs) symbolic of something right yeah i was like but is it if the symbolism or the symbology Mm -hmm. of this is just predicated on the fact that you're also going to die i don't Mm -hmm. think i really need a metaphor yeah you know what i mean i do like, did did she have to just foresee? Because like, oh, I hate to tell it to you guys, but Mandy is not our main character. No. She's just the title. Yeah, she's actually more of a, uh, what do you call it? Plot device. A muse. Yeah. And yeah. We, yeah, so we have, they wake up watching their 80s television or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, It's hey. still Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> so she has like this short conversation with Cage and, you know, Rage mm-hmm. Cage. It's just kind of like, oh, well, everything's fine, baby. Yeah. Go to work. <laughs> Which I guess she, they either. Make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they either own the house that they're yeah. in which is very 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 nice oh the house is sick yeah the yeah. house is gorgeous yeah um or they rent it but mm. my my assumption based on what we saw i think that they own the convenience store that mandy runs mm-hmm. um and obviously he be lumberjacking and mm-hmm. like outside of that i think that's their collective income so she's walking to work because yeah. they live and it would make sense because, like, uh, my great-grandfather did this where when he put up his convenience store, mm-hmm. it was, like, two miles from his house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they're in proximity mm-hmm. already. And she's, like, walking down the street. Or I say street. It's more like a dusty gravel trail. Yeah. Um, the, like, I feel like there's more horses there than cars. There wasn't any westward <laughs> expansion yet. I'm telling you. <laughs> there was no infrastructure out west. <laughs> We're going to put San Diego on top of Crystal Lake. <laughs> uh, so she's walking down and we get like the whole screen is just red. Yeah. And like a very unsettling. Uh, you can tell it's the middle of the day because she's walking to work mm. or whatever. And this is like just an instance of how many times they could have just clipped this movie. And it was because for me, it's like. I get the cerebral aspect and like trying to make things trippy, but the mm-hmm. longer I'm just staring at the same thing, the less I feel right. that way. So we're staring at her staring at the van that's coming down mm-hmm. the road for like a minute. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, yeah. okay, what you looking at? Yeah. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it pops around. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. Now we're introducing these guys. Right. There's still like just the full red filter over it and i was just like i i'm not an artist you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i like i 
like I don't like to have my art spoon fed to me, but there, sure. there is a level where I'm just like, okay, I don't think you're really like conveying anything. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. You're certainly not convincing me. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> and we meet uh, Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah is like doing, doing his best Jim Morrison impression. <laughs> he probably did just like sit down and watch like Oliver Stone's Doors movie mm-hmm. like thirty times. That's kind of the vibe that I was getting because he was definitely playing a character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like him as a character, he was somebody else for everyone else around him, you know, as we come to find out. Because we also meet Marlene. Right? We also meet his penis. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was just really glad that we didn't need a trigger warning for this movie. Because we a got po- damn near close you know, to we're, we're, we're a trigger so warning close. for this movie. <laughs> so, anyways, they just kind of drive by and there's like that... <laughs> Almost like Criminal Minds style, mm-hmm. like sh- 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 ships in the night yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, I know. It, like, it's, <laughs> destiny is destiny. <laughs> we have crossed paths. <laughs> right. So like we, we jump into uh, the next scene where he's just like, or Jeremiah is in the back of the van thing that they're in. And he's mm-hmm. laying in the bed and he's being... Uh, uh, spoke or goaded by um, Marlene, mm-hmm. who is just like, and this is actually some of my favorite dialogue mm-hmm. in the whole movie. Is she goes, what, what was it she said first? Or it was like, can I? Oh, can I help with anything? Yeah, it's like you can't help. Is there anything I can do? You can't do anything. And I was like, oh damn, <laughs> spicy <You> suck. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a me. <laughs> Fuck you, Marlene. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's like, yes, sir. Now send the younger one mm-hmm. in. And we meet Brother Swan, right? He comes mm-hmm. in immediately following. And, he, and they, they have a more cordial conversation, which implies that there's a hierarchy in this mm-hmm. in this cult. Most cults do. You gotta right. have your lieutenants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is definitely his Barney Fife, right? Yeah. <laughs> The, the conversation steers basically that he, Jeremiah, needs Mandy. He mm-hmm. is he is obsessed with Mandy. Right. All I could think of when he was like explaining, because he was just like, I need her. You don't understand. I don't feel like I have my skin on without her here. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is all, all I could think of is there's a scene in New Girl mm-hmm. where Schmidt is trying to get a hat from somebody else who's trying to buy the same hat. He's like, what do you want for it? I must have it! <laughs> that happens to Schmidt a lot. Yeah, he's the best character. <laughs> Max Greenfield, if you're listening to this right now for some fucking reason, you're incredible. We love you. <laughs> have my baby! <laughs> so, yeah. anyways, we get to... We're starting to have the breakdown and the dissension and everything's just kind of... Like, we can tell the type of fuckery that is going mm-hmm. on with this type of cult. Right? Take the horn of Abraxas. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually an ocarina. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, what fucking horn? This is incidentally how you get into the Temple of Time as well. <laughs> we, so, like, after they go to the store and, like, meet her and just have, like, that chilling scene that really mm-hmm. doesn't make sense right. or do anything mm-hmm. for the movie... They jump to, it's nighttime, and uh, Brother Swan gets out of the truck, or the van that they've been riding around in, and he takes out the horn of Braxis Mm -hmm. and starts playing it, and I was like, oh man, he's just trying to reset the moon so it doesn't crash into the earth. (laughs) 
I don't I don't have the transition here, so we may have to edit this section out, but all that it says next in my notes is Sister Lucy. <laughs> I think that's before what you're talking about. Yeah, that yeah. was the sister that got yeah, uh, yeah. of her own volition. So now we're at the point where we meet the bikers, right? Yeah. The, the demon bikers that are like six different tropes all at the same time, which was kind of cool to me because you never really got clarity on what they were. Yeah. Like, I, even when they explain their origin story, you still don't get any clarity <laughs> on what they are. I definitely had it down as, like, the mountain version of Twisted Metal. Yeah. Because they all just come out with, like, Mad Max spikes. Uh-huh. One dude's in a gimp suit for some fucking <laughs> <Right>. reason. <laughs> the other guy is wearing, like, it looks like a Voorhees mask that's been melted to his face. Mm-hmm. Like, someone just took a torch. And finished it off. And they, they I guess, are part of the cult somehow. Because yeah. I, I, my thing, too, is, like, do they just, like, ride close to them and they just wait for the sounds of the ocarina? Mm-hmm. Or, like, because it was kind of immersion-breaking to be like, why are they even here? Because mm-hmm. they're not demons. They're just douchebags. Right. I don't think demons ride ATVs. Well, douchebags do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> douchebags yeah. definitely do. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is uh, the scene in Jack Frost, the um, uh, Mickey Rooney, like way back in the day, like stop motion Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just like every time uh, Jack would try and make winter come, he'd just go. <laughs> and like, that's what these dudes were. <laughs> when they would just fucking, ha! Mm-hmm. We are winter! <laughs> It's true. And then there's like this really weird thing where he comes up to him, or Brother Swan approaches, I guess, the leader. I can't really tell because it feels like they're all just kind of their own entity. Because mm-hmm. there's three of them that are in the, the Mad Max-esque cult. Um, and he hands him this jar, which to me looked like semen because it was like white and viscous and fucking... I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the fly. But the, but then he like closes into his ear after he chugs it and just goes, blood for blood. And I was like, but that was cum. Yeah. <laughs> Do you come for cum? Because <laughs> then we kind of like cut back to the house, right? And yeah. have coitus. Yeah. Play some checkers. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> a riveting game of checkers that is, <laughs> that is abruptly ended. Mm-hmm. And actually, they do like a kind of a cool cutscene. I guess it's because they didn't want to have to hire a um, uh, what do you call it? an intimacy director. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a very real thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I get that. So they they kind of had just like a cut where it was like, okay, they're going into the bedroom. Right. Okay, now mm-hmm. they're both waking up, mm-hmm. and now we're actually waking up to like this really hardcore like home invasion. Mm-hmm. And we're getting like the the super light blue flashes mm-hmm. in the midst of the night, and we're getting like it honestly kind of looked like a rave for like yeah, Mad yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, they really needed to put a seizure warning for this fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy too, because like uh, Nick Cage, despite his immense power, 
does absolutely nothing during the scene except to get his shit kicked. Yeah, because <laughs> so. he well he didn't wake up either. Right. He just got fu- like yeah. we see them laying face to face, and this is where we thought that we were gonna have a fucking trigger warning. Right. And Nick Cage's face, like they're looking into each other's eyes uh-huh. with both of their faces on the floor, and he just gets stomped on just. the side. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> bam right in the kisser. So then they kind of like kidnap her away to. Yeah. I assume that they're still in the house. Yeah. Right? Well, they take we, her. We, we've never seen the full layout of the house. That's true. I didn't even think about that either. So yeah, I don't yeah. think that we left. Yeah. I think they just kind of set up because the other there. people live in the giant church pyramid down the way. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Way down yonder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's Marlene and Mandy, right? And the mm-hmm. other girl whose name escapes me. Oh yeah the the, um, the younger I, girl Lucy. Yeah. By younger, she's at least eighteen. That's why. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. That's why we didn't put a fucking trigger Com- warning compared to a seventy-five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so Mandy is like tied and gagged to this chair, mm-hmm. and they take out the old eyedropper. And we know what's coming. Yeah, this was like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of people do drugs in my uh-huh. life, and they like took the dropper and dropped some of the L in yeah. her eye. And then the girl who was, in, or the older woman, Marlene, mm-hmm. who was administering it, like, deep throats the eyedropper and just sucks it off. Right. And I was like, these people are here to party. Yeah, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody sting themselves with a bee or sting somebody else with a bee? I've after... never seen a bee that big. Right. Because <laughs> they pull out, like, this six-inch wasp. Yeah. That she can just hold with like these this mm-hmm. like industrial sized tweezers. Yeah. And she like squeezes the abdomen a little bit and the fucking needle comes out. Right. And she's just gives her that little boop. She's like, I call that the cherry on top. And I was like, what the fuck does that eat? Like what? <laughs> oh, it's on top because mm-hmm. the ice cream's melting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course she gets like just into the throes of a trip, but like what a trip is actually like, not what like it's portrayed as in like mm-hmm. super jail and right. shit like that. Yeah. Shout outs to you know shitty Adult Swim fifteen minute episodes. Yeah, <laughs> Those are the- Robot Chicken was the best. Yeah, that's this whole like that's a whole subgenre. We need to do an, an expose on that, <laughs> like <laughs> a deep dive they, into what made that great. They do a horror episode, play of horror uh, yeah. skits for. There's one where like Mario and Luigi go to Raccoon City. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> the crossover we didn't know we needed. Yeah, exactly. I'm here for stop motion, man. I love that shit. Now we kind of have this really, like, awkward scene. Because they untie her, and she's tripping balls. And they, like, bring her into the living room, and everyone's... The, the cinematography... We got you Goyle. <laughs> we got you Goyle. <laughs> well, we don't know where Nick Cage is yet. Right. Which, again, this is probably what leads me to believe that they never left the house because yeah. he's actually just tied up outside mm. the entire time. <laughs> and that wouldn't make sense to bring him over. Yeah. 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 Um, <coughs> the scene set is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of layover colors and a lot of, like, secondary effects that are kind of popping mm-hmm. off of the character's they were portraying the trip and the coloration. The posing really well. was also a little Kubrick for me. Yeah, like it was a little. I mean, artsy is not like something that I want to continue to harp on. But like, you remember that opening sequence in A Clockwork Orange where you get that long zoom out and everybody's just sitting completely still, but they're in a dynamic pose at the same right. time. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> like that's kind of what's going on in this couch with that overlight. Thing. It was like that, but lazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
not like on the directorial stance, but like the way that they were posing and the way that they were set up was right. very was very aloof. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all here for one person's benefit, right? Jeremiah. Yeah. And Jeremiah starts going on his whole thing about like, you know, he's pretty much just explaining that God put him on this earth to make music. And he I was plays like, his mixtape. <laughs> I was like, oh, we got a Bieber on our yeah, hands. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> God sent me here to make music. And the best part was him being like, and you know, the recording industries, they just didn't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the oh, the people who do this for a living didn't get it. Yeah. It's so crazy. The person the the people that that decide whether or not your music is commercially viable. <laughs> yeah. So he plays he starts playing his uh record for spinning his mixtape, yeah. as you put it. Yeah. And he, like, stands in the middle of the room and just, like, doesn't derobe, but just mm-hmm. opens his just, robe. Yeah. And we're seeing full... Jeremiah and his bullfrog. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I get why he needed to be a cult yeah. leader, because... <laughs> yeah. So this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, though, because this is, like, it's the spark that sets the whole thing on fire, right? But it's also, like, so fucking funny to me that they went this direction with it. Because we were like, yeah, we're gonna have, need to have a trigger warning for this to, like, cut to Mandy laughing at him. She's like, <laughs> you made this music? <laughs> That's your penis? Yeah, right, 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 right. And actually, yeah. like, it really fucking gets to Jeremiah. Like, we get to Jeremiah see like... doesn't like being told no. <laughs> so he just starts going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! Takes it real personal. Yeah, as he should. Insert that Michael Jack or Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan meme in there. <laughs> and I took that personally. And I took that personally. She was laughing at his penis. Like that's pretty. Like even if you're like not swinging, fellas, yeah. like that's still rude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but this was a this was a sad action to see. Mm-hmm. Actually, when he breaks down and like has his little meltdown, he gets into her face and or gets down on to Mandy's level and starts mm-hmm. getting in her face. And this was my favorite effect in the yeah, whole yeah, movie yeah. is slowly but surely it's always him talking, but they start doing this lighter layer of her mm-hmm. face over top They're of like his splicing face. splicing them together. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, fucking yeah. wild. Yeah. Because like, you're supposed to lose yourself in it too, right? Yeah, you know that's that's the whole idea, which is really cool to me. Yeah, that was a metaphor that actually landed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes in that like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at my penis that I had out. Yeah. Um, my notes say, show him how much you love me. I don't know what that means. Can you enlighten oh, me on that? That's, uh, that's a little bit farther. Actually, we're so we're going into the next scene. And they cut because uh, Jeremiah's had enough of Mandy's bullshit, mm-hmm. and they just like tie. They do. They just fucking tie her up in a bag mm-hmm. and hang her upside down under the fire. Yeah, and like fucking, they bring over um, the younger girl uh-huh. in the cult, and she's got. Um, actually, they haven't set Mandy on fire yet. Spoilers: They yeah, set she, Mandy on fire. <laughs> this Mandy's on fire. Anyways, um, so the younger girl gets brought over by Jeremiah to Nicholas Cage because he's pretty much going to show Nicholas Cage like this is how everything's about to go down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, he's got to Ca- take his power back. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironic. <Yeah. laughs> so he kind of like 
walk he walks up to Nicolas Cage and he like snaps his fingers to call the the younger girl mm-hmm. over and goes, She is gonna show you how much she loves yeah. me. I remember and she now. like gets her, gets her down on her knees and hands her a revolver that he loaded with one shot, mm-hmm. spun it and handed it to her, and she puts it to her head. And I was like, God fucking damn it! Mm-hmm. We're we're like teetering with those trigger mm-hmm. warnings. <laughs> she pulls the trigger and nothing happens. Just a click. And honestly, I can't tell what I would have liked more in that, if that makes sense. Also, by the way, we totally missed our kill number one. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Fat boy's dead. Oh, yeah. Because he was standing in the... There's another character that is, like, the most ancillary part of this movie. And he was, like, standing outside the window when they were actually, like, being abducted in Mm -hmm. their own home. Yeah. And then, like, one of the Mad Maxers, like, pulls him off the window Mm -hmm. and fucking blood splatter goes everywhere. I think the reason I don't have that down here is because you see his body in a different building in a later scene. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. But he was, like... He was the the trading. He was the blood for the blood. Right? Yeah. He was the, for, this is what we <laughs> offer to you for Mandy, right? Um, going back to your question about you don't know what you would have rather have seen. I like the no suicide because I like that you see a glimmer of humanity in her face. A little micro expression where she's like, oh God. Like, you know what I mean? She's not completely gone to him yet. Right. And she's kind of, like, with her eyes asking for help. Mm. But at the same time, like, warning him, like, this isn't even, like, the tip of the iceberg of what this dude's (laughs) capable of doing. You know what I mean? And you get all of that just in one little shot of her face and everything, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. But it definitely would have been more shocking and more, like, just, oh, fuck. And that's kind of my thing is, like, you look at, like, that scene in, like, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where he's, like... Where Robert Downey Jr. is trying to quote unquote do math. Right. <laughs> Stop fucking counting. <laughs> and they just execute the dude on accident. Yeah. <laughs> That's more so of like, because that was a moment that really like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you shot Marvin. <laughs> you shot Marvin. And what about when they drag the lake, Harry? We'll do that for Christmas next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so he's still tied to the post, and then you had um, Jeremiah, like, comes up and just, like, has this really, like, wide blade mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, stabs him slowly and then just pulls it out and lights Mandy on fire. Yeah. For kill number two. Two, uh, 1.5. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. Murder. <laughs> Nick Cage has to watch his wife burn to death. Girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Yeah, I think it would have been more impactful if we had seen that be the kill number one, mm-hmm. but I'm a little jaded now. Because yeah. I really do feel like when you show somebody... Blood di- exploding yeah. out of them, yeah. I, um, don't know. I just saw him later, so that's why I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I have it down as kill number one. Yeah. So. Well, our numbers are going to be off by It's just plus or yeah. minus. <laughs> we're we're going to be fine. The audience knows what's up. I, yeah, I well kind of they're, they're like listening to us talk about this fucking movie so who knows how much fucking context they actually have. yeah so anyways now we have Rage Cage's origin story yeah right because Jeremiah is so full of himself my thing is it's like the equivalence of villain splaining mm-hmm. you gotta double tap your dudes man sure yeah because when they come back mm-hmm. he starts monologuing. <laughs> 
And he does. When he, like, breaks free, he just, like, grabs a <laughs> bottle of Jack and starts downing it in the fucking bathroom. And just, like, straight up Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the tipping point. Because, like, one of the things when you're, like, fucking with sobriety, which I assume he was, is mm-hmm. he waved that beer off at the beginning. Sure. The first thing you do when you snap is you relapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. I'm putting the snap and yeah. relapse. But that was a funny scene. And that's where I'm like, okay. He's starting to come up a little bit. Super. Also, I hated that wallpaper yeah, in yeah, that yeah. bathroom. Yeah. That was like the ugliest shit I had seen in my life. It was like brown, art deco, whatever that word fucking means. Completely <laughs> ambiguous as to what time period this belonged to. Also, like if you are living in the modern day and you have a fur cover on your toilet seat, yeah, yeah. please burn it. You're a problem. You, you're just <laughs> first of all, do you know how many poo particles yeah, that thing collects? I know kind of... I know you don't wash it. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking right now, when was the last time that I washed it? <laughs> and I can already tell you, you fucking didn't. You never have. <laughs> you dirty, dirty people. <laughs> God, the eighties were bad. They were bad, dude. <laughs> Nikki Six tried to tell us. Yeah, the Heroin Diaries was definitely a wake-up call to a lot of that. So now we actually uh, introduce Bill Duke, right? Yeah. Because uh, we have Nick Cage, I guess, goes... To, I guess this was like either an old hunting buddy, or they were in the war together, or some kind of context to that. Yeah, or they work together, maybe, or something. I don't know. But he, like... Because this dude is, like, the armorer, I guess. Like, it's weird. <laughs> like, he lives in a little trailer out in the middle of nowhere. All of this is in the middle of nowhere, but he's mm-hmm. found another piece of nowhere in which he lives, right? And he has guns, he has information. He's got a forge. He's got a forge, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's like they know each other. But, like, Nick delivers a really funny line where he's talking about, like, they're fucking hippies, man. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like like that weird, because that was a thing for a while. It's like that we, we... came up in the 60s or whatever we found god but it it was this weird amalgamation of like god and not god that we created (laughs) in our heads you know and all that shit and like yeah so that that i thought the cult thing was delivered perfectly what was interesting about uh duke's character is that he starts giving like the origin story of the bikers right Mm -hmm. and how their concoction that they had was like blood but it was also like laced with heavy heavy L you know (laughs) they ain't been right since no fucking shit because all they do is drink blood and LSD (laughs) so good times so we meet uh, Old Faithful, the crossbow that I get. It felt like this guy was just like holding on to it mm-hmm. for. I, I feel like there needs to be a prequel mm-hmm. to this movie, just in the context of like. Because clearly this is not the first time that this man has done this. And that's what was so funny to me is we just don't ever get that intel. Yeah, you know. exactly. But now, I mean, we kind of have like a good amount of context about like Jeremiah and mm-hmm. where he comes from and how he works. We have a better idea of, you know, where the the ATV gang comes from and kind of what they do. Because really, they just run the L game, mm-hmm. but they also just murder people. <laughs> and they're also like for hire. Like if yeah. you need them to do something illegal for you, even though you would do it yourself, you know, I don't know, it's weird, but yeah. So now we're like on the hunt and we start off with uh, that really cool shot of uh, Nicolas Cage. Like it's felt like in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. 
when they're just like sitting up on either side of the canyon. That's what that felt yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. And then yeah. him watching people go in and out of the church and mm-hmm. starting to like kind of track down when he was actually going to infiltrate. I was thinking like Dorothy and the Ten Men and yeah. all those guys <laughs> like watching those guards go in the black gate. <laughs> That's also like what they use for the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> but yeah, no, and and we talk. I talk about it all the time. The concept of the slow zebra is the first one to go, right? Yeah. The slow zebra because the biker gang comes through, and the guy that's tailing behind is like really far behind from everybody. It's not like part of the pack, but he's like trailing. Mm. And Nicholas, <laughs> just first shot. I think it was, and it like it may not have been the first shot. I don't know, but he like had. He hasn't lost it. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I caught him in the front. I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes a little bit. Yeah. For kill number two, they have a scuffle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wrote a- that out of order. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiled our kill number two. <laughs> Sorry, like- audience. The guy with the fucking crossbow bolt in his neck may or may not survive the next five minutes of this movie. You're right. Well, actually, uh, he gets taken first, right? Uh-uh. Is that, that later? Because he kills the dude and the bikers like just take him. They're like, you killed, oh, our, you right. killed our dude. <laughs> Bro, you killed our dude. <laughs> what does mine say? Oh no, my boy. <laughs> he felt like he gave off those vibes too where like his last words were like, take me to a white undertaker. <laughs> How like the Hyperion guys... Like, in Borderlands 2, like, the shit that they say when they die, you know what I mean? <laughs> My favorite was always just the new you. Yeah. Dying is awesome. <laughs> Don't think of our new you construction stations as war profiteering. Think of them as war fun. fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Our dude gets taken by their dude. My boy, yeah. My boy! <laughs> and he's in this, like... We were talking about it the first time that we watched this together, right? Last week. And yeah, I, this, this, I know when that happened. This fucking room, well, this fucking room was like four different things yeah. at the same time. We couldn't figure out where we were because we've never seen anything like this. It was like an elevator shaft, but it was also a bathroom. And it also had a radiator in it Yeah, like, yeah. that he was chained to. Right. And we actually, like, it's funny you say that because we didn't even realize that it was like an elevator shaft until the camera completely right. turns and there's just a it, fucking shaft it drop. Just, it just got weirder. <laughs> and I was like, is it the LSD? Did is it like a is it like a cartoon thing where somebody just drew the hole there and it's not actually real? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But he he's got a dude that's like guarding him, I guess, or whatever. Whoever the second slowest zebra is is now, like, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. But he's guarding Nick Cage, and they get into it. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Jeremiah comes up for a little bit and like just yeah, that rubs is it. When the fight is yeah. again. I'm dealing with really like vague shitty notes. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he uh, Jeremiah comes up and pretty much just like talks shit to his face, like. Yeah. Hey, yo, Chuck, I got your girl. I didn't fuck her, but I burned her to death. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, obviously, Rage Cage doesn't take well to that. Mm -hmm. So, he, he, does he like, did he break the fucking 
he like pulls his hand out somehow of the cuffs or whatever was binding him. Right, he lost some skin yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah, he yeah. straight just like cupped his hand and just ripped it through mm-hmm. the uh, the handcuff. Yeah, for I guess kill number three or four. Depending kill on number who's three. <laughs> <laughs> who's on first? <laughs> so yes, we have um, yes, kill number three or four, and then we get out. And he's like walking through the room, and I, I'm still so now they are actually at the bikers HQ here. It's yeah, because this is like that's what I'm talking about. Like I don't know what kind of building this is because we never see it from the outside, and it doesn't feel like this exists in mm-hmm. the mountains. <laughs> Where did you put an elevator in the mountains? Where you gotta go? <laughs> There's nowhere to go but up. Right. <laughs> so then we have his first encounter. Is one of the one of the biker dudes is like sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. and I called this one Drax the Destroyer. There you go, because <laughs> he did. He just fucking up and tries to body this fucking dude. <laughs> I kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, my man definitely like hit him in the front, and yeah. then just like did he stab him. Is this the one where? That's the next one. That's the next no, one. No, 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 no. That's the sixth one <laughs> or seventh one. One of them gets shot. Basically, this 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 moves pretty quick, so we'll just go through it. Yeah, because this is my favorite part of the movie. Is yeah. he has this moment where he like <laughs> he does this flip into the couch in the room where the dude's watching TV. He's just standing there watching TV, and the, <laughs> and he makes this like whoa. <laughs> noise, rolls up, stands up, grabs the guy by the collar. You ripped my shirt. You ripped my shirt. Oh, that was the dude's necky snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> While staring directly into the camera and smiling. <laughs> and then he looks like oh, they had like mounted old, his old faithful axe that he had just made yeah. like up into the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, into the framing above. So he like gets that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then he like looks down and there's just like a pile of... A, fucking mound of cocaine yeah he just takes a piece of glass snorts all the coke off of it Mm -hmm. and just oh oh, that's right because he also found a jar of l behind him he found their their blood and l (laughs) their blood and honey as it were (laughs) coming at you soon i'm so excited for blood and honey you can't wait but he has like the (laughs) face melts off all that shit head explodes all that kind of yeah Yeah, yeah. he like touches it to his tongue and it's like just instantaneous Mm -hmm. and what's funny one of the things that they did really well in this scene is they get a really good shot of both of his pupils that were the size of my fist Mm -hmm. (laughs) nick cage actually did lsd for that yeah he also did coke for that he also broke that dude's neck (laughs) He's actually about to shoot the guy in the next scene. Because <laughs> this was my favorite mm-hmm. kill. Is he gets outside of the compound and he fires a bolt because he gets his uh, <coughs> uh, thing back, his um, crossbow, his crossbow back, and like this mongoloid is just like sitting there staring at a car that's on fire. <laughs> like if you were wondering what the hobbies of these yeah, yeah. characters, they were. like to stand and look at shit. <laughs> Mm, destruction. Yeah. And <laughs> he fires the bolt through this motherfucker's neck. And first of all, the dude doesn't even flinch. Yeah. So my first thought was that it was a decoy. Right. And my man was about to pop up on fucking mm-hmm. uh, Nick and Rage Cage and hit him with the flex. Right. Instead, he like raises his hand and just pulls the arrow through his neck and just like... <laughs> 
an egregious amount of blood. Ouch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he can still talk. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I guess, like, comparative to how he already spoke, but, like... <laughs> It, it was not, it was like the same amount of guttural. It didn't sound like he was choking on the blood that was going down his fucking throat. Yeah. And like Rage Cage comes up and he's just like, I'm going to fuck you up. And the guy like just goes to fight him. Axe fight. Yeah, axe fight. <laughs> but this was the one who had the like, um, uh, they had like these giant bolts and nails like mm-hmm. coming out of his gauntlets. Mm-hmm. So he's like blocking blows. It was like fucking Batman and Rachel Ghoul fighting, and he's just like block, 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 block. Right. And of course, he's just like, hey, just so you know, she's still burning. Oh no! And <laughs> this is the scene where he really does just kick him in the chest yeah. so hard that he's just ah, ah. into the fire. <laughs> and, and he catches fire and he's like, My hobby is my tomb. <laughs> and he's just like going to the ground laughing, like, she's still burning. He's like, I'm pretty sure you're still burning. <laughs> <laughs> and my my whole thing was I was sitting there like, if this girl's actually in hell, yeah. That's so fucked. I know. That's so fucked. Um, because with stuff like Evil Dead, like that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, you're down here. I'm mm. up here now. <laughs> right. Soul for soul. I'll rise up. That's the song I'm going to use for when we do Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'll rise with the day. I'll rise up. I made myself laugh with something that I said in my head that I can't say out loud. I'm trying so hard to quit smiling right now. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Yep, and we move forward and we pick up the next scene. I think this guy's listed as the chemist on IMDb, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Richard Brake. Yep. My boy. Yep. Speaking and, of people that are in a lot of shit. Yeah, dude, that man has done so much work for Rob Zombie mm-hmm. and like the horror industry in general. I fucking love Brake. I yep. think he's fantastic. Um, and it was interesting to see him in like such a like I'm not saying that he never does small roles, but like to see him in like such a smaller part of this movie, I felt like he could have been a bigger part of yeah. it. And I it guess felt, it like, felt like they got him just because they could almost. Like yeah. not that he was a throwaway or secondary character, but he like kind of felt that way. Yeah. Because this scene again is one of those inconsequential arty, artsy things, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like hmm. That's why there was a tiger. Right. Because <laughs> we get he uh Rage Cage walks in and he's like synthesizing blotter paper. And for those of you who don't know what that is, um, is a is a special type of paper that can absorb and hold LSD. Mm-hmm. So it makes it so you can, you know, share it mm-hmm. without having to lick a puddle out of somebody's hand. Because you never know how much is in a puddle. Take it on the road. <laughs> Pop it while you're driving. That's it. <laughs> we do not condone this. <laughs> yeah, put a bleep over me saying that again. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> um, but anyways, we have... Like, this really artsy dialogue that really doesn't feel like it pertains to anything. And then Nicolas Cage just, like, walks over and lets... Or actually, uh, uh, the chemist actually opens the tiger cage and the tiger just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. The, the (laughs) The line that I guess matters is that he says, man, they wronged you. 
And the only reason that matters is because that like vindicated him, and now Nick Cage doesn't have to kill him. <laughs> but again, it wouldn't. I ma- wish it was that simple. But again, it wouldn't have mattered had we not ever met this character in the first place, right? right? Like we wouldn't have needed to know that he was supposed to survive or that he would apologize or whatever. But I guess it is establishing that like some of these people that work with Jeremiah just don't agree with like mm-hmm. you know there is a line that Jeremiah can cross according mm-hmm. to some of his employees, and we've seen it like hinted at a couple times. This is the first dude who's actually demonstrated it mm-hmm. he releases the tiger which you told me was supposed to yeah. be a lizard that's why the tiger's name was lizzie which just doesn't even fucking make any <laughs> sense well first of all it's a metaphor for the fact that there was a tiger on rage cage's shirt yeah that was ripped <laughs> that's why they didn't they were like we can't do the lizard right there's already a tiger on his shirt yeah. we have to get a tiger this a is Bengal a tiger. god also I don't understand why the chemist had, like, a gold-outfitted Luger. <laughs> why is my man packing a German pistol? With, he platinumed with, the World War II. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> with, with, like, fucking Call of Duty plaques on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, yeah. t- I took this off a dead Nazi. I was like, oh. <laughs> was it the Nazi? <laughs> So now Rage Cage is fucking off to, to, he's now going towards the final battle. I do want to point out too that something that we haven't mentioned, or maybe I just wasn't aware that we mentioned it or not, but like all of the transitions in this movie happen in the form of like animated cutscenes that are him like Mm -hmm. remembering or picturing Mandy somehow Mm -hmm. or whatever. The one with the tiger is my favorite one because it's kind of 3D too. It's like this weird like overlays of effects and kind of shit like that, but it was so funny. It hit like the intro to like those National Geographic shows for kids about animals. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think The Hangover ruined Tigers for me. Yeah. Because they had the Tiger song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all I hear in my head when I see <laughs> stupid shit like that. Dug, 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 dug. Dug, so now we're, yeah, we're heading anyway. towards the we're heading towards the final boss yeah. fight, right? Yep, and we make it to like this temple. It looks like one of those old constructions of the way like churches used to be, mm-hmm. like a very small, short room, like eight or nine feet. But the ceiling was so vaulted, and it would go up like 25, 30 feet. It was literally the same church in Midsommar. Yeah, it was the same church. We're we're doing two for two on movies with (laughs) Midsommar vibes that I am not loving. I roll 3,000. I do. I don't. I don't care how unpopular the opinion is. I oh, that's fuck, fine. I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I just I like. I fucking yeah. hate Midsummer, and I think Florence Pugh is a fine actress. I don't think that she's. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't think she's like sock worthy. You no. know what I mean? <laughs> six out of ten. That's that's being gracious. But yeah. <laughs> I'd give her a six out of ten. I like old Florence, old Flo. Yeah, I'm a Haley Steinfeld kind of guy. I think she steals the show. I'm still yeah. waiting for her to do a horror movie. Honestly, true. Maybe she wants to keep her career going, so I get, I get not. Well, that position for Hawkeye is suddenly available, so. <laughs> that new new. Right. <laughs> now she's going to get an apprentice. <laughs> uh, that was dark. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, so we're, yeah, we're heading to like the middle of this like canyon again that yeah, just it, has this midsummer church it's in, in it. this like gorge or something you yeah. know <laughs> i think weird. it's a fjord yeah a fjord <laughs> yeah um i have i this this is what my notes say kill six period dude period axe throw for seven 
you want to yeah. break that down for me as somebody that watches so, this morning as so a review? We had in the initial infiltration, mm-hmm. uh, he he comes in more guns blazing this yeah, time. Yeah. Hits the first dude in the face with the axe, uh-huh. um, or actually he snipes the first dude with a bolt. Hits the second one with. Uh, the axe comes over, pulls the axe out of his head, and just walks in like a fucking gangster. Yeah. And of course, Marlene is in there, mm-hmm. and she just wants the business, but she doesn't realize that she doesn't mm-hmm. because he walks in and just fucking just stabs her. Right. And then like, well, what's Marlene gonna do? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, talk about them having <laughs> sex for some fucking I know. reason. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, I'm on my deathbed. Jeremiah loved fucking me. <laughs> Pootie too good. Like you said, like Team Rocket's blasting off again. <laughs> there is a sequence right before that, though. I don't remember why we were outside after we were inside or how that even fucking works. But, like, you have a chainsaw battle, too, which was oh, extraordinary. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick decides to forgo the axe to take this chainsaw to this dude. And as he's approaching him with the chainsaw, the guy like turns Like, struggling over. to turn it on, right. too. As he's approaching the dude, the guy grabs a chainsaw from, like, behind this vehicle that's also on fire. <laughs> you know. Help. It explains why they're all friends. But, like, he pulls the chainsaw out, and the blade doesn't stop. And it was it's one of those, like, I've never seen them before until that movie. And I was like, that can't be real. Those are real. <laughs> With the, like, four and a half, five foot long blades oh, yeah. and that kind of shit. It was so fucking funny, dude. The and way it was they like, shot that, it, it was, was like, just, pulling it out. <laughs> it was just Crocodile Dundee. You know? <laughs> you call that a chainsaw? That's all a chainsaw? <laughs> S is a chainsaw! <laughs> And it's like, as he's pulling it, it felt like when you were, like, a kid watching somebody pull the Infinity Scarf out of their yeah, fucking sleeve. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh. oh my fucking god. But wait, there's more. <laughs> blue, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow. So that's actually how the first guy died. That yeah, was Dude. Yeah. Okay. So Dude was a chainsaw fight. Okay, got Other it. dude comes up. He gets the fucking axe to the face. Uh-huh. Now we're in. We've killed Marlene. We've killed Marlene. And now he, we're making the descent mm-hmm. into the... <laughs> into the upside down that's it and uh we get down there and this is like these beautiful purple and blue lightings uh-huh. that were really disturbed by the fact that jeremiah is facing the wall stark naked yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ass cheeks galore yeah. hanging out bit of an exhibitionist I mean, apparently. Yeah. Um, a lot of these cult leaders were. I don't yeah. understand why people wanted to have sex with any of these people. Because mm-hmm. they all just seemed... Like, if you touch them... Their music them, was better than Jeremiah's. I don't know. It's, but, <laughs> but it's like, if if you touch them, they look like they would be sticky. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm already not a big fan. So, we walk in and they have... A lot of the, like, artsy banter, I think, is, like, throughout this entire movie, and even, like, the stuff that they talk about initially here, I think is all kind of based on the book, uh, The Eye of the, or The Serpent's Eye, or The mm-hmm. Eye of the Serpent, or something like that. Yep. It's the book that Mandy is reading. Right. That I think everybody's quoting, but the fucked up part is this is not a real book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... And by that, guys, I mean, like, you can't order it. It's, it doesn't, not, it's not, like, an actually written thing that exists in the universe. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like, did they just have, like, a couple pages with, like, actual text on it so they could get, like, their shots and shit? Because, yeah. like, outside of that, it wasn't a real thing. Right. But I, I assume that that's 
part of what keeps her spirit through a lot of this mm. movie. Um, and we start off with some of this artsy dialogue that isn't really a metaphor for literally anything. Yeah. And we go into probably my favorite part of this movie, go honestly, because yeah. like he, you know. Rage Cage is finally like he has the he has him in the palm of his hands like literally his head is in between both of Rage Cage's hands. <laughs> Jeremiah has that moment that a lot of people do in <laughs> as far as like villains will oh, in okay. these in, in these situations where uh, I thought you're still talking about cult leaders. <laughs> cult leaders too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Is, yeah. There's a removal of power yeah. here. And then they try and take their power back, but mm-hmm. they're not in a position to do that. Because what happens is, he fucking Cage is like crushing his head with his hands. And he just goes, wait, don't kill me. Don't hurt me. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> what could I possibly offer that he might bite on? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everybody loves oral sex. <laughs> you ever thought getting in bed? <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Oral sex me, Mickey. So Jeremiah's like, no. And like, you know, I guess he's just having this dialogue no. with himself. Because yeah. like, fucking Nick Cage has not said anything yeah. throughout the part of this skull crushing so far. And he just goes, I don't kneel to you. You should be kneeling before me. I believe in the God that gives me the power that I fucking have. And then Nick Cage just goes, I'm your God now. And just crushes. <laughs> and I mean, like, I was <laughs> I was telling Eric earlier, one thing I love is a good old-fashioned skull smashing. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what this was. We were getting, like, the pr- it was so practical effects. Yeah, so we yeah, had, like, yeah. the eyes popping yeah. out, ten gallons of blood gushing out of right. his head. It was gorgeous. Extraordinary. And, it yeah, it was... What happened to Jeremiah feels like the way J.K. Rowling wrote Voldemort dying. Yeah. Where he just... <laughs> 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 not this like turn to ash floating, right, yeah, to yeah, float yeah. into the ethos yeah, right. kind of shit and for some reason the room just like starts to set on fire because i don't yeah. think nick i don't think rage cage did anything i think he does i i just don't think they like show it i think it's like just transitioning because yeah. i have in my notes burn the church <laughs> <laughs> you fucking little whore <laughs> So he just like we. This is probably my favorite shot in yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like when he walks and turns around and the full, like, because they're underground in the church. Yeah. But the room that they were in was like a cylinder that I guess was like a panic room or mm-hmm. whatever that would go up to a different part of the Maybe church. Maybe the elevator shaft goes underground through the mountains horizontally <laughs> across a couple miles of barren tree wasteland and then up into the church. Yeah, it's like the Futurama team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a slide. <laughs> you gotta call your homie. I'm stuck like halfway through. <laughs> I'm stuck at the bottom. <laughs> it's like an industrial pipe cleaner to push you through. Uh, engineering at its finest. I'm telling you. Because here I was thinking that pipe cleaners were really just for, you know, like making flowers right. for your mom. <laughs> Popcorn is a medium in this house. <laughs> and we get, uh, you know, this beautiful shot of Nicolas Cage turning around with the flames behind mm-hmm. him that are contained in that little cylinder. And then we get more of the church on fire, degrading, collapsing, collapsing yeah, in yeah. and of itself. And yeah. all, all I heard in my head was, 
<laughs> you can't see me. My time is now. <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. Yeah, and then, and then we just get like this scene of him driving home. Yeah, he sits in the uh, in the uh, driver's seat of the car and turns, and he has another vision of Mandy, and Mandy's sitting there, and she's kind of smiling at him approvingly, and it cuts back to him, and he's like, ooh, kind of making that face out, and that cuts back to her, and she kind of nods, and it cuts back to him, and now his eyes are wide, and this big smile is cracked across <laughs> his face, and he's just covered in everyone's blood and everything. It was so fucking funny to me. And that's why, like, I, I it it's not hidden in the details but this is supposed to be a fantasy novel come to life mm-hmm. it's the kind of dumb bullshit that happens in those paperback fantasy novels sure. you know what i mean and it's just like it's campy in moments mm-hmm. you know cheesy and others and that kind of thing but it is telling a powerful story about you know like revenge and you know love me a good revenge story avenging too. my my wife that i loved you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and that's you know so awesome that's mandy <laughs> And something we kind of talked about the first time we watched this movie, um, and something that I really enjoyed about it was I thought there was a level of mysticism almost with like some of the things that they were introducing, like the horn and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The first time you watch it, it's like, okay, well, are these guys actually demons? And like later in the movie, you're like, no, everybody's just tripping They're nuts. Just dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, and that's why it, it did such a good job of luring you into this sense that there's something un- otherworldly happening mm-hmm. in this universe with those long sh- dramatic shots and like the, the, the scenes that you think are inconsequential, but they're establishing that you're supposed to feel comforted and like a little bit uneasy at the same yeah, time. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And I definitely got that sensation yeah. a lot. But like you were saying, that was Mandy. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and give us your, your trinity. What like Would you watch it again? Yeah. Would, I, the whole spiel. I, I really like this movie. And it's it, it's just because it's a good one to watch. It, it I pick up on more things the more that I watch it. And so yeah, I'll continue watching it. And that kind of thing. If you've never seen it before, like I said, just get a get a brew open and maybe roll one up or something and, you know, <laughs> like just enjoy it because it is beautiful to look Dip at shit in embalming fluid yeah, go for it yeah <laughs> whatever you feel like doing man that's a little weird but <laughs> <laughs> but no it's it, just feel it out you know i mean it's nicholas cage like i said like it, it, it's a nicholas cage movie i mean does anything else need to be said <laughs> right um overall rating i'm i'm thinking like a six and a half honestly because mm-hmm. the plot is still kind of whatever for me it's yeah. kind of like you know it, it's it's derivative of every other somebody killed my somebody and now i have to avenge them story ever you yeah. know what i mean it's just crazier mm-hmm. in parts so how um, are you how are you feeling about this one i i enjoyed this movie um uh, i don't think i would watch it again um not for any like distaste for it or anything like that mm-hmm. i just I think I got everything I needed to get out of the last two watches. You've seen it twice it, it, at this yeah, point. So yeah, so I think I got everything out of it that I needed. Um, as far as rating, I'd say you know, I'm probably going to go with a six. Because mm-hmm. like, visually it was stunning. I feel like I did the same thing with Suspiria. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the, you know, visually it was stunning. Um, it was criminally long for what was happening. Yeah, there the... The two hour and one minute thing, I mean, again, just want to emphasize, has to stop. 
Yeah. Has, to stop, <laughs> has to stop in horror movies. We have to stop doing that to people. That's what I'm saying. Like, because you again, the plot's whatever. So yeah. if the plot's whatever, why is the movie care. two hours? I don't like, care. Yeah, smile, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. you made up a book. Yeah. That we can't even reference to be like, oh, you were making all these cool references, which you weren't because mm-hmm. it wasn't fucking real. Right. Um, that would have been the flex too, is to like release like a companion novel to go with it that you can like cross reference the movie and the novel and that kind of thing. But there's also people that literally just are paid to find books that are close to your story or right. shit that makes sense metaphorically. There are scholars yeah. that do that. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you just made some shit up. Right. <laughs> you probably right. paid more to the artist that made the cover of this book I that's know. not fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> Because the story, I mean, again, it did it did have that, like, insanity of Stephen King. Like, how shit can just pop mm-hmm. off. And it's like, that is fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And, and, I, and I think that that's what the point was. Was it was supposed to nod towards, like, late 70s, early 80s mm-hmm. novelists and things like that. And kind of compact it into this one story. Right. So. And what I will say is... Though I wouldn't watch this movie again, I would still absolutely recommend it mm-hmm. to somebody. I definitely think it's a movie that, if you like revenge, if you like... It's it's not a particularly gory movie, which is actually kind of nice. It's uh, a little more action horror, mm-hmm. which I do like that genre a lot. Um, not quite like Violent Night or something like that, yeah. but something that's like... Because that's more so like action comedy. That's like Violent Night's borderline The Last Boy Scout, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, Eight-legged freaks. <laughs> <laughs> that is a creature feature. Yeah, okay. We don't. We do not besmirch those movies on this. I channel. was comparing it to action comedy. No. But, yeah. <laughs> Compare it to these nuts because <laughs> they're eight-legged freaks. I was going to say you don't want me to do that. Uh, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're arachnids. <laughs> Arachnards. I said arachnards. <laughs> I win. Anyway. Game. <laughs> Blouses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your final thoughts on this movie, yep. man? Um, I, I think I've covered everything, really. I mean, again, it's just one of those that I, I feel like I benefited from the state of mind that I was in. <laughs> and I said that very, I, I very tongue-in-cheekly, but anybody that's ever, like done that and watched a movie for the first time you know how your experience was different than it was the second time you watched it that's what i'm talking about so, yeah yeah that may be why this is such a fond one for me or why i'm so fond of this one i should say mm-hmm. um i think my final thoughts are that if you're not on our three dollar patreon mm-hmm. you should be because not only do we have uh exclusive interviews from spencer aka spooky madison mm-hmm. right now and I'm not just talking about the ones that are on our Spotify. I'm talking about actual inside looks at movies that are coming out this year, uh, including Wolf Hollow, which actually we have director Mark Cantu was on our last episode. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to our Patreon exclusive episode yet, I don't know what the fuck you're doing because it's $3 a month. Um, thank you guys that are patrons right now because you're making it so that we can do a lot of really cool stuff. Like we'll have a lot of stuff coming in from Mad Monster here mm-hmm. shortly. Um, we'll get some of the first looks at Wolf Hollow when it does drop because Mark's going to be sending us some dope shit. Yep. And thank you guys so much for helping be a part of that. Um, we really appreciate it and it makes it so we can make better content for you guys. Yeah, that's my final thought. Word. We'll suck your dick, man. 
for three dollars. At this point, <laughs> I am gay. Twenty bucks. Twenty I have, bucks. I have done worse for less. <laughs> we'll put it in the six 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 tier. How's that? Is that, a good, is that a good compromise? I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> we will DP you for six six six. Between the lines, between. <laughs> I'm decent and he's packing, so. <laughs> well, thank you guys once again on join for joining. <laughs> thank you guys once again for joining us on another edition of Under the Floorboards. We're at Creeks and Cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night.